The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Back here on Busted Open Hall of Fame of Pain Saturday. Happy Fourth of July weekend, USA. Thank you for everybody who's tuning in this morning. We appreciate you from sea to shining sea, everybody across this great nation. You heard the audio coming back last night from AEW Rampage, the Rampage Rumble, the Royal Rampage Rumble, or just the Royal Rampage. Mr. Lee going over. Mark, the way he choked out Darby Allen, scary. Just dead weight choke out. You know that you can put somebody to sleep real quick uh, uh, with that. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, um, not, um, who went over again? My bad. Not Brody Lee. Um, Brody King. Yeah, Brody King. Uh, God rest Brody Lee. Brody King went over and uh, won the, the, the Royal Rampage. Mark, what did you think of this style of battle royal that AEW pulled off last night? I, I thought it was awesome. Um, you have guys that, that meant a lot, you know, who, who you bully, you, you, you're, you're the guy that came up with the, uh, getting over and going over mm-hmm. Brody King went over, mm-hmm. but you know, who got over, talk to me, Takesta. Takesta is probably one of the best athletes in wrestling AEW. I mean, the dude is 6'4", 240 pounds, explosive athlete. You hear me? Explosive. And had a couple of eliminations. You know, you had guys like uh, Powerhouse and Ricky Starks and Keith Lee and Swerve and Darby and Butcher and the Blade. You know, we, we got to see an appearance from Dustin Rhodes. Um, you know, Matt Hardy was in there out there slanging and banging. John Silver, um, Frankie Kazarian. Like, it, it, was, it was littered with really, really talented men. And from the eyeball contest, I think that Kanoste uh, uh, Takesta, stole it 
he 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 I, I'm I'm praying and hoping that something gets done with him soon because he is a hell of an athlete and he got over to me. For for those of you who for those people who don't know who you're talking about, can you bring us up to speed on Takesta a little bit? Takesta is a Japanese wrestler. Um came before they had the big um pay-per-view that we we just had um the forbidden door if you will the forbidden door was you know is is about new japan pro wrestling uh didn't come from new japan he came from one of the other companies and um has been doing really really well had some great matches um had a match with jay lethal that i I thought should have been uh a focal point show that it should have been on the show but it was on elevation and i was just blown away i'm 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 sitting here going go back and watch it and you'll see this six four hyper athletic japanese guy that i feel like needs to get some shine he, he was in he was bro, brody uh brody king got over went over but Takesta got over what do you think this means for brody king I think that now you got a guy that uh, a big guy that can go with anybody and you're going to need somebody like him. Um, I love the murder hog monster, but we, we need more of that for guys to uh, battle through adversity with. And you know what? I, I think that Brody King may be a guy that can uh, transcend his group he can he can leave them and be a standalone and get over that's how good he is well if 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 there was ever a time to do it it's now because last night he wins the rampage uh battle royal and next week he gets a shot at moxley so now is his time yeah and and bullet is it's good to see wrestling get mixed up we always talk about stuff getting stale and uh everybody always says man i'm tired of the same old same old well next week you're not getting the same old same old at all you you got a a brand new feature coming in against a well-established uh wrestling john moxley in the blackpool combat club and if that's not great wrestling, great building, then I don't know what is. I, I think they've been doing a great job with the Blackpool Combat Club. I really like them. Um, going back to, to to Dynamite from Wednesday and the blood and gut blood and guts match, I thought the BCC had one hell of a showing. Um, Mark, I, getting back to that match real quick, I'm sure that you and Dave had talked about it this week. Did you think that the match, I, I know the match takes a long time. So let's not say that the match went on too long. Did you think there was too much violence for the sake of violence early on in that match? Or do you think they spaced it out well enough? 
I think it was spaced out well enough, but you look at how many people were involved. Of course, you're going to have a lot just by sheer numbers. And you notice that the, the bells and whistles didn't come out into the end. Um, I was expecting more acrobatics off the ropes uh, stuff early so you can play to the tacks and the glass and the chairs and, and the alcohol and all of the stuff. Um, it would, it would have been great to see that stuff come in sooner to me, because who would think an alcohol bottle would be a spot in a match like that because people were tacked up, cut up, busted open, and then you're going to rub alcohol in the wound? Come on, man. Like, I never thought of that. So you never yeah. see the alcohol in the wound? No. I mean, I was I was selling more than the fans. How about the old salt in the wound? Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that's horrible. I want to get I, I, I want to get back to 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 uh to the to the rampage match, um Brody uh Brody King again. I think they could have done him a little bit more of a favor if it would have come down to Keith Lee. Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, Brody Lee, I'm sorry, Brody King, and Darby Allen. I would have liked to have seen Brody eliminate Hobbs, Lee, and then Darby Allen, because then that's a big man eliminating two other really big men, the biggest men in the match, and then eliminating the final baby face. Well, I probably would have had Hobbs and Keith Lee fighting into it and have him dump their ass out. Sure. Rather than it be a, uh, a deal. And then I'd have both of them turn around and look at him like, you dirty son of a gun. I will get you back. You're going to get yours. And now you set up the fact that without booking it, that these guys are mad at him and they want to get him later on. And you can give them those matches because think of how awesome a match Brody King could have with Keith Lee. Holy sure. shit. That would be awesome. And I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it does happen. But nonetheless, as big as Brody was, he was able to rear naked, choke Darby Allen without his feet touching the ground. I mean, that's that was as violent as you can get. You know, to see a choke out that's a dead weight choke out, like you said. Um, it was a serious match. Everybody, you know, uh, working hard, trying to uh, get their shot at Moxley. Uh, I'm a big believer that in any serious match, there's always room for a little bit of levity, um, which we got last night with Jonathan Silver and Hangman Page. What did you think in the middle of the match, uh, the, the interactions that we got with Hangman and Jonathan Silver? You know, John is uh, one of my favorite people to watch because nobody believes him like he believes him. And like the fans really like seeing when he fires up and does those combination things where he'll hit you with a German and then he'll hit you with the knee and then he'll hit you with the twisting suit, the twisting 
flyaways release, whatever he calls it. Like it's the the way that he works is what makes you like him. And you see that he's vertically challenged, but it never <laughs> affects his work. Vertically challenged. It doesn't affect his work, Billy. He goes in there and he's got an even shot with guys that are six six. So I mean, it's you know, John is John is awesome, man. I, I just love the excitement of of his work. Coming off of the great match that Orange Cassidy had at um, Forbidden Door and the match that he had at Blood and Guts, do you think he belonged in this battle royal? Uh, I don't. I think that he's a, a standalone guy, but he's not by himself. He's in, he's, you know, best friends. Like, so, I mean, like we said, that you have a faction, you have a group of guys. Um, sometimes you got to put stuff out there and just let them do what they do. And I think at this point, there are well-established originals AEW group. So you got to have that representation. And you think, see, I, I don't know if I would have had orange in this one, Mark. He had coming off two great singles matches. I think I would have kept him out. That's ju just my opinion. I think he's on such a roll. And just remind me, uh, how did he get eliminated last night? Um, he, he wasn't in there until the end, was he? You know what? Um, the sometimes it all, of, we, we watch so much wrestling that sometimes yeah, everything I, runs I'm, together. I'm at that everything is run together uh, when it comes to the um who how the, the order of eliminations yeah. i just um, think that they could have uh, they could have held off on having orange out there because he, man he had such a great match at uh at forbidden door and then the other night i really enjoyed what he did at blood and guts so i i, I might have kept him out of there all right let's take a break mark come back we got so many people on hold still wanted to talk to us on this uh 4th of July weekend here on Busted Open. We hope everybody is celebrating and celebrating safely, having a great weekend. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morrison. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on Busted Open, Hall of Fame and Pain Saturday in the good old USA, talking all things pro wrestling, Rampage, Dynamite, SmackDown, Raw. Mark, one of the things I wanted to bring up to you is I I noticed something that happened this past week with regard to ratings. And I know the ratings conversation has gone on for years. Some people agree with the ratings. Some people don't agree with the ratings. Some people say it's an archaic way of measuring who's really watching. It doesn't work. It doesn't like everybody's got uh, something to say about how we measure <clears throat> pro wrestling ratings and do they really matter? And are they really accurate? So before I get into this, do you pay attention to the ratings at all? And do you think they make a difference? I think it's, it's bragging rights. I, I think that all wrestling has consumed different mediums. Uh, you have a lot of people now that stream it, and then you have people that uh, DVR it, and then you have people that, you know, of course they watch it live, but then you also have people that they wait on the Cliff Notes version of wrestling where you don't get a, a feel of the pace of the show when you watch it on YouTube, where you say, oh, I'm gonna just watch the highlights or stuff to that effect. There's a lot of people that watch, they just don't watch it when it's live, when the, when the, um, the Nielsen ratings and all of those different ratings uh, companies, for lack of a better word, um are judging it so last week um blood and guts for aew on dynamite did a really good rating i think it did a 1.02 now back over 1 million viewers and i saw that uh tbs had sent out a press release touting how great the number was i know that tony khan sent out a tweet um, thanking everybody for tuning in, um, talking about how great the rating was. It's amazing how when a rating is not good or lackluster or not that great, people want to say that the rating doesn't matter. But if the rating Who is said good, that? Everybody says that. Everybody says that these days. Point the finger. Uh, when a rating is down everybody's like oh well the ratings don't matter anymore and you know people don't watch the same it's always the same excuse when a rating is down Hmm. but when a rating is good it seems like people scream to the top of their lungs my question is as outdated as the rating might be it's still one of the only barometers we have one of the only tools that we have to measure how many people are watching and whether or not that they were generally genuinely interested. 
and people were genuinely interested in what they saw on Dynamite last Wednesday. Enough so that TBS put out a press release saying, hey, we did over 1 million people. And fans are like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is the greatest thing in the world. Okay. Well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you got to pat yourself on the back. Absolutely. But if a rating is not good, we also have to look to that and ask ourselves why. We can't make excuses as to, oh, no, the ratings don't matter anymore. They're so archaic. They're so outdated. But if they're that archaic and outdated, why is TBS sending out press releases? My point is this. If you build it, they will come. If you put on great pro wrestling shows, great sports entertainment shows, people are going to tune in. Now, AEW had to go buck wild and do another blood and guts, which popped a rating last year also. So I just don't know where this ratings conversation is we're ever going to find a happy medium for it because it seems like if the number is not good, we don't care. But if the number is good, we're screaming about it. I agree. We should pat ourselves on the back when things are good. Hell, we had a billboard in New York city. We patted our own self on the back. Damn right. We did. So I hope that, I hope that AEW can continue the momentum with staying over the 1 million mark with just their regular weekly wrestling show and not have to, you know, worry about a double cage and tables and glass and, you know, throwing people off the top of the cage, uh, hats off to Sammy Guevara took that bump off the top of the cage. Absolutely. He is a madman. Perfectly. Yeah. That is how it's done. Billy, I, I think a better conversation is how good the programming has been at AEW in spite of the fact that you had Brian Danielson not there. Kenny Omega's been out for a while. You had the, um, the alienation of MJF. Who else is it? CM Punk being out. And all of these guys stepping up and making that show rock and effing roll and spiking a great number without the people that I just mentioned. Christian has made you forget about MJF. It, he, is, he is doing his damn job. And all I know is he is a horrible old bastard. I mean, the stuff, he didn't, you know, he went out there last week and and it just made me angry. I told you that. This week, double down, triple down. Didn't wish death on nobody, but said it wouldn't bother him if they were all gone. I'm like, what in the hell? Who says that? He does. Christian is a, is a lightning rod of hate right now. I tweeted on Wednesday after Christian's segment that the reason why Christian is doing such great heel work right now is because nobody loves to hate Christian. You just hate Christian. And there's a big difference. You see, people love to hate MJF. 
And when it comes to being a great heel, and a great heel means a heel that can draw money. Because if a heel can't draw money, he's basically useless, in my opinion. Christian is getting pure hatred. When they pan the audience, you don't see anybody smiling. You don't no. see anybody laughing. Clapping nothing. Kind of in on it like they are with MJF. Is MJF, uh, MJF is a superstar who portray, poor, portray, portrays a heel. Christian is a heel, period. That is what pure hatred looks like. That is what heels should aspire to be. You see people in the crowd, they pan the crowd and people are like this. Just shaking their head like, this is this is too much. Like you see them look at their friends like, did he just say that? Like, like it's it's brutal. And hell, I I I want to hit him. <laughs> Shit. I mean, it's 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 rough, man. Like, um, as far as forgetting anybody, you know what? He's a he's a version of himself that I feel like is uncomparable. Um, you just said that people are in on it with MJF and they're not in on it with him, with Christian. Nope. And he is a version of himself that I feel like is needed in pro wrestling. He has said some horrible things about Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy's father who has passed away, about Jungle Boy's mother, sister, family, awful. And I see people on social media talking about, oh, well, that's low-hanging fruit. I don't care how low-hanging that fruit is. Pick that shit, pick it. You know, well, yeah, what are you going to do? So if you plant a beautiful apple tree or an orange tree or any type of tree that bears fruit, and the fruit hangs low on the tree. Thank are you. you. Are you not going to pick it because it's hanging so low? No, it's probably. Oh, the... it's too easy. Oh, I yeah. Just get out of here with that. So get to those fans out there saying, oh, it's low hanging fruit. Shut the frick up. Because if you had a tree with fruit in your backyard, that's the first fruit because it's the easiest and it works and it's worked from day one. So uh, I, I, I applaud Christian for doing what he's doing and, and doing it so well. And here is how good Christian is at what he does. We haven't seen Jungle Boy since Christian laid him out, correct? Right. Do you know what kind of ovation, reception, applause Jungle Boy is going to get the next time we see him? Oh, my. It's going to blow the roof off that place. In the words of Pat Patterson, the place is going to go banana, banana. <laughs> That's how great of a job Christian is doing right now. Look and at I the bully. Also, the life that Christian is giving Luchasaurus. Yes. That's that's the testament of of a man's work is. Are you able to elevate the people around you? Christian can elevate anybody and everybody around him. 
Yes, sir, he can. And he and, learned, and, and he learned the that proof from, is in the pudding. He learned that from me when I elevated him back in the day. <laughs> that just <laughs> it. He really just broke his hand patting himself on the back. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, back out to the nation because they want to talk to me and you about pro wrestling. Uh, half the show in the books, half a show left to go. We got weekly winner coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern. We got more to talk about. I'm starving, uh, but I don't want to eat any food because those those buffalo wings and cheese fries from 36 hours ago are still making their way through me. Hall of Fame and Pain returns. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Back here on Busted Open, Mark Henry, Bully Ray, uh, Hall of Fame and Pain on a Saturday, July 4th weekend. You heard the Usos and the Prophets right there. Mark Henry loved it. Mark, why did it move you? Why did it lo- did you love it so much? Because they started talking at each other. I-, I hate it when people try to just talk to you. Yeah, you know what? We're going to go over here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. No, that's not going to get it done in wrestling. In wrestling, you have to say, listen here, I'm a need for you to do this. I implore on everybody that this needs to happen because you have what I want. And that's what they did. They went at each other. They were talking at each other, even to the point to at the end, in, in pro wrestling, I guess it started in probably like um, people started taking each other's finishes and kicking out of them in about 2003, 2004. Yep. I don't know why. I, I was never. I know I was never one of those guys where you know I'm a you. I'm gonna take your finish and kick out of it. And then you're going to take my finish and kick out of it. And then I'm going to hit you with your finish and you're going to hit me with my finish. I, 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 I never know. I never want to do that. Me neither. No, no, never happened. no, I'm not doing it, but it happened. And that's what happened in the promo last night. The Uso said, we want to smoke, which is the, the street profits gimmick. And then they said, y'all are number twos and we're the ones. And they, you know, so like that, that was, that was a, a, a spin off of what you see in a wrestling match, not just in a promo. And I thought it was creative. I thought it was great. Uh, I felt that I was emotionally invested in the conversation. I can't wait to see that match because you know that they're going to try to steal it. Mark, right now in the wrestling business, I think FTR is doing the best tag team work out there. 
If you don't mm-hmm. believe me, just listen to the reactions that they get. However, the Usos have been doing a phenomenal job also. And, yeah. you know, FTR stands out on their own as a tag team. Obviously, the Usos uh, take a little bit of a backseat to Roman being a part of that whole storyline in the bloodline. But the Usos have really, really come into their own as a great tag team. Not taking anything away from the profits, but man, the Usos, especially on the microphone, the chemistry that they have with each other in the ring, the chemistry that they have with each other on the microphone, believing what they're saying, believing what they're saying, conviction in their voice is what I love about the Usos lately. Yeah. um, Conviction is a good point. Because you you can tell they do believe what they're saying, and they should because I know they really feel that way. We we talked about this a few months ago. How can you call yourself the most elite faction of all time, and all the participants don't hold titles? And then that next week, that Friday, they won the championships, and then a month later. They got the other championships. So now, yes, they're a dominant faction. And one of the most dominant factions of all time, because how many factions had the the world title, the heavyweight title, the raw tag teams, the SmackDown champion tag team championship. Not many. Everything, all the gold, everything. They, if, if they had one more member and a female member and they had the, the women's title and the Intercontinental, they'd have all of it. They'd have all the gold. But they don't. It's only the three of them. And, man, it's, it's, it's super impressive. And the Usos, uh, we did our tag shows where we, we did our own forbidden door match shows and at least three of the four of us said that the usos versus ftr would be the best tag match and you just said the same thing right now be a hell of a match great tag team match uh and i've said it before i'll say it again i hope the usos break the new day's record for most tag team championships held in the WWE, because the New Day are, you know, they're not a traditional tag no. team like the Usos were. I believe a traditional tag team should hold the record. I think one day we do see the Usos break it. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.